Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts or an educational podcast. We're just a group of friends who like talking about sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and superhero movies. And this is October. It's back around again, and we're doing horror movies all month long. Uh, last year we did Alien movies, so we went over The Thing and Alien and Predator and a few others. So you can go back and check those out if you're interested in any of those. And this year, we're doing Universal Monsters, uh, so we're kicking it off with Dracula, the 1931 movie. There are major spoilers for it, as well as minor spoilers for Madagascar, Escape to Africa, and the 1992 version of Dracula. My name's Everett. And without further ado, let's go join Kindle and Matt and enjoy the conversation. Can you hear it? You know what I hear? That needle thing? Is the sound of October. Yeah, mm-hmm. about that. Yep, it's starting. Is it? Yep, but before we talk about the sound of October, Kindle and I, since our last podcast, we saw a movie. Mm. We oh, went we to the movies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. prepared for the movie by revisiting the uh, 2014 release of a Matthew Vaughn's adaption of Mark Millar's comic, The Secret Service, and uh, it I, I think it held up. Kendall said she was she didn't think it, it was as, as good as the first time as she saw it. Watching it in theaters, hmm. I saw I thought it held up. I didn't know what it was, so it blew my mind when we watched it the first time. Mm. So this time I was like, oh, it was pretty good. Right. But then we went to see the sequel of Kingsman the Secret Service, Kingsman the Golden Circle. And uh not 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 too great. Really? It's all right. Not too great. It's yeah, right. it was a decent movie. Um I saw Kyle from our podcast here, Kyle Milton, posted on Twitter a poll saying whether he should see Kingsman Oh, Logan Lucky mother. Oh. or Mother. You should see Logan Lucky. <laughs> I actually voted for that, but that was the least voted for. What? Oh, really? God dang. Mother was you second. You should watch it. And uh, he, I, I had seen the poll after it was already voted for, apparently. So he right. saw Kingsman, and he gave it a three out of five. Okay. And I said, okay. eh, I think I'd give it a two and a half out of five. Yeah. Not bad. That bad. Uh, That's really disappointing because it looked fun. Let me grab my phone because I have like a... Uh, the previews did. I mean, was that all it was though? Was the was what was in the previews? The previews made it look like a really, like, I don't know. It made it look stupid to me. It I was ma- like, I mean, what? It look, it they like took a, everything fun about Kingsman and... It looked like a really over-the-top, fun James Bond riff. It was but definitely... We're, we're going to see the American... American side of that riff, yeah, definitely over the top. You're you're bringing up James Bond, and I thought the first one was very like respectful and mm-hmm. in paying homage to James Bond, right? But at the same time, like parodying it in a yeah. way. Whereas this one, it's like going from the Connery days to the Moore days. Oh shit. Yeah. Run. And so it's I want to see it. I don't know. I like I like the over the top stuff. They, yeah, they I, reuse a lot yeah, of jokes. I put it became a bit more silly and outlandish. Yeah. 
and like Kendall was just saying, they suffer from this thing that animated sequels do, such as not necessarily Disney straight to video stuff, but like your your DreamWork movies like Shrek or Ice Ages, whatever those they do this thing where they riff the same stuff that was really big in the first movie, mm. like these jokes. So it's more of a that went over really well. Yeah. They just repeat it. The one that stands out in my mind, I remember seeing the Madagascar movie, mm-hmm. and they have those lemurs, yeah, mm-hmm. and the ones dancing to the yeah, song the like whole time. Them. And I've seen two more of those movies in pieces. They all come and back. that song comes back yeah. every time, and I don't. It's it it's ridiculous. Yeah, and they do this in Kingsman. The golden not circle. The circle, not the song, but right. No, I, mean. I knew, I knew what he meant. You know, the best part of those Madagascar movies is the second one, and it's when the penguins are going to crash the plane, and one of them's watching plane crash videos or whatever in the back. Like, cracked me up. Yep, that's it. Does it? Work? Uh, yeah. So basically, a lack of creativity is how it felt. Like, yeah. instead of coming up with more stuff that the movie can stand on its own. They relied on the popularity of the first one. Mm. Which I wish they hadn't because it could have been really awesome. Right. Yeah. And uh, the social commentary was so overdone. Oh, it was it was, it was burnt. Intense. It was mm. highly. I mean, maybe that was supposed to be parody. Yeah. But there comes no, a, there's a fine so line. No, so not. So not. Okay. Because I, I can't imagine them taking it seriously. The, the social commentary in there but it's pretty heavy-handed it's it's, it it's bad but yeah the, other than that like it had some cool visuals it was still fun when we watched rewatched the secret service i going through the church scene in that movie i'm like this is the most intense like hard to watch scene for me in any comic book movie but it's so interesting to watch matthew vaughn's style that he does with that uh-huh. and he brings that back in this a lot but the CG is so heavy in those scenes. Mm. Not to mention, I complained about this on Twitter too, the Geek Cinema Twitter. The trailer spoiled one Everything. of the biggest plot points in the movie. What's that? I mean, I guess you've, you've seen, seen the, the trailer. trailer right? I've seen the trailer. They it's hammered the that trailer. The very end of the trailer. Every time we went to see the movie, I swear over the last two months, that trailer played. Well, yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't catch it. It played when we went to see the last We're, movie before that. Yeah, I'll cut that just in case anybody else was as lucky as me at at not seeing the trailers. But I was like, that ruins like that big twist of the movie. Mm, yeah, and I yeah. don't know. Uh, Matthew Vaughn apparently was pissed about it too. Yeah, because like, he didn't have a say in that. Yeah, yeah. The only other movie I watched uh, besides those two Kingsman movies was a. Uh, a little flick that Matt took me to. Wait, let's let's talk about that one last. What else were you, what were you watching in there before I showed up? No, I'll talk about that in the podcast. All right. What else? It's it's relevant. No, that's all I've watched. Just this, this, these three movies. Well, Suspiria. Yeah, it was called Suspiria. I know nothing of, and apparently I don't care. Well, Matt's brought up on the podcast before, probably a few, a couple times at least. Yes. Uh, when we were going to see it, I think I knew it was a Argento movie. Mm-hmm. And it's your first Italian horror film, yes, right? I think so. I mean, maybe I've seen another one that I don't Remember. didn't know was an Italian horror film. Going into this movie, I knew 
the only reference I knew about it was Atomic Blonde. He brought it up then, mm-hmm. uh, saying uh, it had been compared to that, or mm-hmm. the director had compared it to that. Yeah, some of his stylistic choices in which like everybody were bathed in color and yeah. things like that. Yes, and so that immediately. I mean, the first scene, mm-hmm. all the people you see are in a red room. Yes. And so then throughout the whole movie, that's the main thing I noticed. Yeah. So you want to know my thoughts? I want to know your thoughts. I didn't write any down. I wanted to like think it out on the podcast. That's fine. So I liked it. Okay. It was definitely scarier than I was expecting. Really? Yeah. Um, Specifically the courtyard scene. Oh, yeah. I thought was absolutely terrifying. Wasn't it? That was, yeah. And yeah. Near the end, it gets pretty, it gets kind of outlandishy, That's, but I, in a good way. Yeah. Like very Evil Dead 2 to me, or That's, Evil Dead in general. That's the Italian horror bit in it. Yeah. Uh, because other parts of it are not so much. Like mm. it's it's Italian horror, but it's not what, not typical, which is why it's considered like a classic for Italian horror fans and just among horror in general. It's on a ton of like top 100 lists, sometimes top 10 lists. Hmm. The plot is paper thin. It's very thin, like girl yeah. goes to school and weird shit's happening and she investigates. That's really your plot. The film is more of an assault on the senses, mm-hmm. like with the light, the visuals, and sometimes like just the piercing music, which they use one track, but that track, if you listen to it in full, is something like 27 minutes long. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just heard two specific cues from it. Yeah. I, I had told Matt at the end of the movie, I'm like, he kind of just like leaned in like, maybe what do you think? And I was like, well, I think I would have used more than two songs for the movie because <laughs> right. <laughs> that literally it's back and forth between these two cues the entire time, which I grant the main sounding theme mm-hmm. uh, that kicks off the movie. I yeah. really enjoy It Beautiful sounds a lot song. like uh, the opening theme of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I can see that. And uh, I really enjoyed it. So if you can catch Suspiria right now, this film has been like, was kind of lost for a while. Like there were masters of this film that people had done in the past, but they all looked, they didn't look good. The colors were off. So uh, a company called Synapse got the cinematographer involved to go back and redo all the color as it was meant to be. Over time, the prints had, the master prints had faded, so it was kind of a guessing game for some people. And some of the scenes we saw that were like bathed in green, and some versions are bathed in like a yellow. It's yeah. very interesting. Um, but the cool thing about what we saw last night, and I don't know if you noticed it or not, um, anytime you go see a big studio movie, right? Mm-hmm. If you pay attention, the dialogue is straight down the center. It's always front and center well they did they recovered and restored the four channel soundtrack for this which essentially put the theater in a grid right front left front right back left back right and it was something completely experimental whenever they made Suspiria and it's part of the reason that it only showed in certain theaters and didn't really have a US run because not many theaters could play the audio but the voices would always follow and the footsteps would always follow what was on screen. It was like a proto surround sound. Hmm. 
And last night we got to hear that. And I've been so excited. I've waited three years to hear this. Like, so cool. Um, and I was just excited to take you because it's not your thing. You haven't seen, like, Italian horror necessarily, to my knowledge. So it was like, this is going to be just a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and something completely different. Yeah, the most interesting part to me, well, I don't want to say that, but one of the parts that stood out was the choice of blood like movie blood yes. was not like it just looked like red paint. Yeah. It did yeah. not look like blood. Yeah. Which was interesting choice. Uh, a lot of the blood mm-hmm. and the lighting uh, that stood out. Um, the sets also stood out. Yeah. It made me think a lot of uh, Wes Anderson's stuff. Yeah. I can see that with all the patterns like, and whatnot. Very pattern, very colorful. Uh, yeah. I yeah. liked it. So I'm curious what you think about the remake coming out next year. So what little bit I've heard about the remake is that it's going to be, they may make it, uh, they may split it up and it may be a series because apparently the final cut is somewhere in a three and a half hour mark, Hmm. which is really interesting considering the movie we saw last night. It was just, you know, it was 80 minutes roughly. And that there's not a lot of plot going on, but I'm assuming they're probably going to go into the backstories. That's that's about it. I know some of the original cast is involved. I know that Argento has given his blessing to it, like read the script, thought it was really cool. Hmm. Um, they're not going to try to repeat necessarily things bathed in color as much as they are the story. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. And I mentioned as we were leaving, this is actually the first of a trilogy. Yeah. And it's called the Three Mothers Trilogy. And, uh, like, the first one is Suspiria, the second one is Inferno, and the final one is called Mother of Tears. And the Black Queen is the was the first mother. And you hear more about her and kind of the, the background of what, some of what happened in Suspiria in Inferno before it all comes to a head in Mother of Tears. But if you don't really follow Argento, you don't necessarily know these films are all connected because they were never advertised as such. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun little thing, but I'm glad you went. Thank you for coming. It was, uh, I've been looking to it, forward to it for a while. Yeah. I'm excited to put that on my Instagram picture for my first week of horror movies. Cool. Cause last year that was, I always like putting up my lists of what I'm watching and getting into. And so all of last October, I posted on my Instagram, this is was this weekend, and it included our alien movies that we were going through last October, right? and whatever I just sat down and wanted to explore. So this weekend is going to kick off with Suspiria and Dracula, because we're kicking it off. Yes, here we are. We're starting with Dracula for the Universal Monsters, and I don't remember how this came about, but... I think maybe I had brought it up on the podcast that I was into these movies mm. and you showed interest I in latched on going over these. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I haven't even seen all of the main list of these movies. Uh, I want to, s- I'm not sure which ones I haven't seen. And I want to say the only one I remember watching all the way through is Frankenstein and probably creature. Mm-hmm. because my parents or my dad specifically always liked watching black and white movies and his best friend 
was super into these. He had action figures and all the likes that I loved looking at um, when I was a kid. And I don't know, something always made me gravitate towards them. Maybe it was right. the fact because they were horror movies that I was that weren't too scary for me, mm-hmm. or maybe just a nostalgic thing of the black and white. I'm not really sure. Yeah. So I'm thinking Kindle's probably not going to enjoy this whole month. Probably not. I don't think so. Last year you liked. Is I. Is right. A few of those. You you weren't a big fan of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. No. Or Alien. You know I don't like old movies. And this is as old as it yep. really gets. This yeah, is when seriously. We're first approaching this sound. is a, a bad uh, first. Uh, listen, I guess a bad omen because, uh, guys, I fell asleep. Really? I know. I tried to wake you up. I was like, "Hey, Seth." Oh, yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah. I mean, I was in front of you, but I was trying not to, and then I like got uncomfortable because of where you were sitting, and then I and like then laid the to the bang side. That woke you so up. this is. A, oh, I was awake before then, and then the bang happened. It's a. Like, it's how much did you see? Do you she, think you saw all of it about, but about five minutes, probably? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she only like oh the bang out. of the shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah. She, yeah, she fell asleep okay. shortly before that, and then. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't worry. I think they might get better. I hope so, because this is this the they, oldest this, one. This definitely this is the oldest one. Oh, this God. definitely isn't my favorite. Uh, yeah. And I freaking love vampire movies, so I was like, this I don't is basically like this. essentially the kickoff because. In 1923, Universal released The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which I'm sure you've never seen. It's a black and white silent movie. I will never watch that. Okay. I caught this on TV when I was a kid, and I got super bored. Because I guess it might have just been the Dracula silent or hunchback. Because okay. um, it's, it's not a horror movie. It's very dramatic. Yes. But it was called Universal Super Jill because it made like $3 million, which was a lot for the time. Okay. Well, that's nice and all, but... <laughs> you were giving the face like, um, I don't think so. I don't. Like, I'm not... I can't do these old movies. The black it'll, and white is fine. Yeah. It's the acting and it's the lack of music. You'll... It'll, well, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for all of them. Yeah, well, they saw potential for more of the scary stuff because Lon Chaney, the actor that played Quasimodo, uh, they called him the man of a thousand faces because he was addicted to his makeup chest and he would just go through all these faces and they look great still to this day. So they hired him on to do the Phantom of the Opera Mm -hmm. and he did this crazy look and people were terrified, like fainting in the theater and running out. But nothing like Phantom of the Opera that you know. Yeah, no. They, I mean, he looked Are we watching hideous. It? Um, no, I don't think you. I don't even have it. I thought we did. No, it's I on. have the remake, the Claude oh, Rains, well, well. Uh, which is in color and has music, and you'll like it. Yeah, I'd like to have the Lanchini one. I just don't. It's on I Amazon. Caught you can it. Stream it. Blu-ray. There you um, go. If you want to watch it this month, but that kicked off this stuff because it made a bunch of money. Yeah. The Universal Monsters and. They released six movies before Dracula. Oh, really? I thought this was the first. Yeah, there are... I've gone through the list. There are a hundred movies in this franchise. Yeah. Wow. 31. We're not going to go through all of those. 31 of them exist in this timeline. Yeah, there's a 
a couple of the releases, no. The Cat and the Canary and The Man Who Laughs are mm. the only real successful ones between Dracula and The Phantom of the Opera. Which, Man Who Laughs is creepy. Yeah, I don't think I've seen either of them ever. It's where I, the inspiration for Are they both from. talkies? Do you well, know? No, they're, uh, they're silent. Or at least, I believe The Man Who Laughs talkies? is. So, Carl Lamley, the owner of universal really didn't care for the shocking or scary movies uh-huh. but his son carl lemley jr loved the macabre loved all that stuff and he was out of country and he read dracula bram uh-huh. stoker's book and so he saw the box office potential and got the rights uh-huh. to it unlike Nosferatu. Yeah. Nosferatu. The German filmmaker F.W. Murnau did not get the rights. He did not. And they tried. So they tried. And Mm. she said no, right? Uh Uh, Because Bromsberg was dead at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But his widow said no. And they let it cool off for a little bit. And they said, fuck it, we're going to make it anyway. And on, like, here's where they changed all the names. Okay. Everything would have been fine. Everything would have been just fine. Um, but then on the poster, somebody got the wild idea to put freely adapted from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh and God. she was out at a market or something and just happened to come across it. I mean, huh. they are at this point, like they're worlds apart where they live. Right. I mean, it, mm-hmm. would, it would feel like worlds apart to uh, by then. Today, it's a train ride, a couple train rides. And so Dracula sued Nosferatu over that mm-hmm. um and all copies were uh were to be burned yeah and, which is funny that that this was still going on when universal started making their movie but they watched the movie to get some inspiration mm-hmm. and even took the scene of uh renfield poking his finger yeah with the blood that was ripped right out of the movie yes, it, it wasn't was. even in the book I watched that actually like uh, a few weeks ago just to prepare for this. You know, it was on Netflix for the longest time and it was still on Amazon. Like it was on there for like five years or so. Uh And they had the version with the, the redone soundtrack, the industrial version. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, they were in my list for all of five years. (laughs) I never Never got around to watching them. It's, it's, Kendall, if you think this was hard, like you would die with Nosferatu because it is. I've so... tried to watch Nosferatu. Yeah, it's. I may. I don't know if I finished it. It's a hard watch. I mean, it's a hard watch going from what we know today going to that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting, and I appreciated it. Continue, sir. Well, I want to go in and pause. Pause. Okay. So this movie came out. Right. This one when. In 1931. 1931. 31. F that crap. Almost 100 now, years old. This girl uh, I was know, not meant for before it, 1970. Is it the Maybe early 60. age acting? I think so. It's so bad. Is that all? It's so bad. It's cringy to me. See, I didn't find the acting in this actually. Okay, I freaking hate it. I didn't find it all that bad. Um, the thing that I notice with older movies, the reason it seems so much different, I believe, is is because these movies weren't a thing. This is one of the earliest talkies as we have them. All these people who act like this, they're coming off the stage. Yes. So they're more exaggerated, more... Animated. Animated. They seem over the top. Yeah. 
and that's really the all you're seeing and i especially noticed that there's a couple scenes but probably the opening scene when we're in the the carriage yes and the the dialogue just seems and the lady like flies out ridiculous. of ridiculous <laughs> yeah, yeah. going all over the place which fun fact that was carl lamely jr's cousin or oh. carl lamely's niece oh okay cool. uh carla lamely my uh my experience with any of these is pretty pretty non-existent uh i've seen i've seen both creature and wolfman in full uh i'm a bit spotty on that dracula uh i've seen bits like i'd seen little bits and pieces of this here and there i was always bored by it mm-hmm. never wanted to watch it uh frankenstein i've seen pieces of and that that i, I thought was good i like that one yeah I, I i thought what i saw was really good i just never uh i never got to see all of it mm-hmm. um so I've been waiting. I mean, I've, it's always been on my mind. Like one day I need to sit down and watch all the Universal monsters. I need to get to this. Da, da, da. So yeah, I was. Whenever you mentioned that you liked those movies, I was like, we need to do that. Like here we go. This is opportunity. It knocks. Let's do it. So Kendall, I think you'll like going forward. I think you'll like some of. Okay. Some of them. Yeah. So some. I'm curious. Did I think you, you'll like Creature. It's different. Did you like anything really about this? I mean, you're into. You're kind of into vampire stuff. Kind and of? this is did you say kind of yeah okay you're a, a good amount into vampire I'm super weird about have you it. ever read the novel of dracula no you should or you should listen to it yeah well Probably see will. it's interesting to me I listen to a lot of teenage vampire books a lot that if it wasn't for this movie you would not have any of the stuff you're into yeah. because yes but all the other stuff is way better you've seen the pictures <laughs> of nosferatu yeah that is what Bram Stoker intended. Mm-hmm. Like that was the closest to his book. He was not really a attractive, yeah. seductive I know. character. He was just the creature of the night who like preys creepy on and people. Killed you. Gotcha. Yeah. No. And Bela Lugosi kind of makes us think of what a vampire should be. Which he had a hard time getting this role. Yeah, I know. At first, they wanted. Uh, Junior, Junior wanted Lon Chaney, but he died a year before Aww. this mm-hmm. from throat cancer. And I want to say there was one other actor they had line up. Yeah, and they didn't want him there because he had been on the stage and everybody had already seen his performance. They wanted something yeah. new because he was really well known for Dracula. Mm-hmm. But that seems like what you would want to go with. I would think so too. Because he knows all the parts. Uh, he's famously... The famous rumor was that he learned all of his lines phonetically hmm. because he did, he wasn't good at speaking English or right. reading English, and so he couldn't learn his lines off the page, which since then it's kind of been debunked. Like by this point, he could read English, but his earlier stuff, like when he started on Broadway, he learned all of his lines phonetically completely. Right. I like him. I do too. He's okay. Do you like Dracula... Gary Oldman? Yeah. Do you like Dracula Gary Oldman? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's okay. It's a it's little a long I watch. feel like it's a long yeah, it's a long it's movie. It's a very long so. movie. I do but not I like, like that it. movie. I I I like, d- I like do not, Gary Oldman. That's fine. No, like everybody loves that movie. I just have never I I don't know what it is, but it's never clicked with me. I'm either it's too long, I get bored and I just 
I don't. I don't. I don't like Gary Oldman as Dracula. I guess. Get out! I, of I my like life. him. I have a hard a... time taking him. So he's so cute, though. I don't so know. seriously. In that age, see, serious. I can see that as <laughs> with with Keanu Reeves in that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that too, but he, I mean, I like he's Keanu. he's in it like for a blip, really, and he's okay for what he does. But I don't like Gary Oldman as Dracula, and I don't like um, what's his name, uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Hopkins? Hopkins as fucking Van Helsing really? either. I don't I like, like that too. I don't like him as Van Helsing. I just I don't know. It was just I, weird for. He seemed a little old to be Van Helsing. He seemed way too old compared to Dracula. Like, I don't know. I always felt like they should be somewhere about the same. They should look about the same age. Okay. (laughs) They should be kind of rivalish. Not like. like, supposed to be old. Sorry, old man. You come at me. I'm going to break your hip. Oh, you had a heart attack because it scared you real bad? I don't know. I just never. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was curious what you guys thought about that one. It is interesting because he. I don't he stands out so much like that voice and the way he delivers his lines is so iconic that it's I mean we still have that today You're people about Bella? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no okay. I agree. I mean that's how the, look, the count the on voice. Sesame Street talks. <laughs> One, two, three. It's oh, nice. Oh, oh. I can't stand his facial expressions. He really, worked for a long time to perfect that creepy fucking smile. Like That's not a smile. He, or, it looks like he's trying to fart and he can't. Well, it doesn't look like that to me. Okay, he's so like, I did notice sometimes it looks he, like he's in pain. But What the heck is he well, doing? Whenever he's about to like attack, he looked like he was in pain. But what that doing? look, like he you spent the, so much. With just the like stone face and the light. And like he kind of looked have, like, like he a, had like a lazy eye. Well, he worked really hard to actually get his eyes to move in a way that he felt was unsettling. Uh-huh. Because when he would smile, like nobody took him, like they were like, "You don't look anything like what we're going for." Um, and so he did this. So whenever you're on stage, it's not so much an issue, right? Uh-huh. Because I can't see it. But whenever you are, you are right there. The camera's right in front of you. You've gotta, you've gotta do something. So he took a lot, uh, quite a while perfecting that. I think it's creepy. Uh, I do too. The, I wasn't creeped out. The mo- the most part that like just gives me kind of a chill is when he's uh, pretending to be the stagecoach. Yeah, and he's got the wrap around his face, and he's just staring weird. at Renfield. It, it creeps me out. I just want to know why that guy didn't recognize him. Uh, he was wearing a hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't uh, know. The stagecoach left, and I. Uh, he didn't. He probably didn't get a good look at him. It's outside. It's we can see, right we can see the light, but okay. it's really dark out there. Probably. Probably. Uh, and I mean, Kendall mentioned this. This movie does not have a score. It's the worst. No, yeah. I, I, it's supposed to help move the mood. No, no. But we didn't. We didn't realize that until like the '60s. Forget mm-hmm. them, people. I only need to watch movies after the 60s. Yeah, and it does make a huge difference. Like, it gives an emotional drive. The The movie that I can think of that I always think of without a score that makes it way creepier seeming to me is Hitchcock's The Birds. Like, going through that movie, since there is no score, right. it almost feels more tense or it more does. real. So you just talked me out of never watching that movie. No, it feels more real. You need to watch that movie. We open the movie, and we get a... Uh... It feels like a play just from how the credits yeah. are laid out. I mean, if you like, it's even called the players. Like, <laughs> so that was interesting. And then we get in the in the wagon, we get the first mention of Nosferatu, 
Mm-hmm. I haven't you heard about Nosferatu? Like, I don't know. These people are very superstitious, and they also have more than one word for vampire, mm-hmm. because they get out of that ca- carriage, and there's a man there. This is vampire, um, and then explains uh, the wives and the rituals of the vampire, the whole lore. I mean, that that is just senor exposition <laughs> like <laughs> here's everything you need to know yeah he was very helpful <laughs> yeah but we get him and renfield and i love renfield yeah i thought he was gonna turn into um igor that is that's kind of movie. his kind of his i know role, because but... i was like okay this is essentially igor yeah but for dracula well, but i mean that's kind of his role yeah he's the kind of this a similar character in the book but dwight fry i think Gives the best performance in this movie, no doubt. Yes, uh, he's or he was my favorite part. Multifaceted, at least, because going from he's sane at first, and then he's insane, and then he's and got then the he's duality of wanting to serve his master, but then wanting to help save people, save yeah, uh, Mina. Yeah, I don't know, Kendall. You don't seem like you're convinced by. It was all right. Um, I was confused why he cared about Mina and how he even knew who she was. I mean, I, I was, I'm he's supposed way... to be insane and locked away. Well, I was confused because apparently the family, the Harkers, live at the asylum. It's all built into their the house. Sanitarium. Yeah, the sanitarium is all built into that. Like that's a good idea. <laughs> fucking bad idea. Because I guess feel what? Like, like that's how things were, though. I guess if you think Maybe. about it now, like, like the doctors live there. Doctors the are, hospital on call, they're on call, so yeah. that he he didn't have a car. He uh, better just, to be as close as you can for those patients. Yeah, you better like tie that normal. guy down in chains <laughs> at, the, at the every night because otherwise I'm not sleeping. Yeah, I would say he is ten times more creepy than Bela Lugosi in this movie. He uh, is. His laugh he's like, <laughs> <laughs> when he's like, you, you hear it in the ship and you're like, what the hell yeah, is that? And like, they what? open it and he's just standing there with that grin um i was really confused as to what was happening to him he just essentially dracula put him under his i don't know he put him up under his spell or offered him a chance to become like him and so he's like i'll do whatever you say just make me like you so why does he eat bugs yeah in the book i guess this is just he's hypnotized to do it i don't know why why like there's it, that probably because if, if for some reason the spell breaks, then the guy who's screaming that that guy over there is a vampire is a little fucking crazy. Uh, like, but of yeah, all that things, makes sense. I want you to eat bugs. I, okay? I'm assuming that specific. I mean, I'm sure it plays into the plot, but probably more specifically was meant to creep people out. Yeah. It doesn't creep me out. Like in the, eight, in the 1800s, no, the 30s. Okay, whatever. people were like, oh, I'm sure people ate bugs then, bugs? too. I mean, they're, they're pretty good for protein. Um, not in Europe. <laughs> but whenever we do get uh, introduced to uh, Dracula at the castle, that is probably the, it's an incredibly memorable scene. Like, Yeah. Welcome. Well, there's like, that. And when you see them in their their underground lair. Yeah, the everywhere. whole castle. I think the sets look really fantastic. Great, especially for they were pretty good. They originally wanted this to have the big budget of Hunchback and Phantom, but it was cut way down. Yeah. Uh it says 355,000. So I don't know what the other two were, but they were more than that. Wow. I guess it was mainly 
economy why they had to cut it probably i guess those are really the only immaculate sets we see mm-hmm. the mansion's pretty basic very basic like felt like it was ripped out of a tv show mm-hmm. which this is i mean if you think about it right this is actually not a very big film it exists in the three locations we get the dracula castle the basement or like the where the coffins are mm-hmm. which is reused yeah at the end of the movie for the Abbey. for the next door uh and then we get the mansion and that's that's it like that those are our sets we have three to build yeah and what some of the historians in the behind the scenes stuff were saying is this movie kind of set people's expectations for horror movies like this wasn't really what people thought of with scary i guess we didn't really have a concept of where do bad guys live in scary and horror stories Mm-hmm. But this movie kind of made it you kids watching TV think, oh, that's where a bad guy live. It'd be a broken down castle with spider webs. Right. Like this made that. My my grandmother was never a horror fan. She often didn't dig into anything like that. Like her perception of Stephen King, for instance, was Mr. Blood and Guts, um, which back whenever he first started coming around wasn't incredible wasn't so true i mean there was kujo and things like that so i mean it's not it's not unfounded but as he grew his books and stuff became different but she never dug into that um and part of the reason she never dug into that was because of these movies and what scared her was not the vampire that would turn her into another vampire what got to her was that there was somebody out there they could control her every move and she would never know. Hmm. Yeah. And that was a lot of the fear that came with Dracula, according to her, because before she passed and we had talked about doing this like last year, I was like, what are your thoughts on those? Like, do you remember them? Um, and the big one, like the big thing she remembered was Dracula put a lot of paranoia into people, um, especially about magicians. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that a little bit in this movie with after Mina comes out of her spell at the end, Mm -hmm. she first screams. And I was like, why did she scream? And I'm like, maybe it's because she's in a strange place and she doesn't know why. Or maybe it's just she she was for that long time. She could tell she couldn't do anything. She could see what was happening, but she couldn't do anything about it. Right. And then after coming out of it, she's like. You were saying my name. That and like, was yeah. terrible. Yeah. I guess like the dream where you're trying to run somewhere, but you can't. You're you just can't not do moving. anything. Yeah. Somebody's in control of your body. And it's not you. I can see that. I don't know. But I that's that was something that she said that stuck with me about this one. Hmm. So. Yeah. And what really stands out to me is the way he delivers his lines. Yeah. Like he has a lot of pause in them. Yeah. And it seems the director, Todd Browning, Browning. kind of does that with the whole movie. Like, there's a lot of just long pause shots. Hmm. Like, especially, I mean, we get him staring all the time. We do. Mm-hmm. But, it like, I'm wondering if there were, how Is much it... of that was direction to uh-huh. him or just what he decided to do. I think. With Dracula, they kind of trusted him with the with the performance. They left that up to him, seeing as he as he had been doing it for years on the stage. 
that he knew it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would assume they probably said slow it down a little bit, but it's perfect. Yeah. It's, it comes it comes across so well. I mean, yeah, because with the first few lines we get when he's talking about the children of the night singing their song. Yes. And then the spider, the the blood is the life. Mm-hmm. Goes know. through that little. Kind yeah. of, it just. He kind of rambles. <laughs> yeah, it's And it's just weird. Like, like, let me tell you some stories <laughs> also, about the spider. I thought it was kind of funny. I don't I, drink wine. I watched it yesterday and today, but he's talking about the spider to Renfield and he's like, the, the blood is the life. Yes. And uh, he just like stares and then looks back and he's like, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly what you do in yeah, that situation. That's, that's yeah. Don't uh, piss off the crazy man. The, I liked, uh, I liked, uh, we get a little bit further to the film, uh, after that, scene there and we get of course like we were talking about the the ship scene right but we get exposition through the newspaper i thought that was fun yeah i mean it's that's a very common thing in these old in these older films i just i we don't see that much nowadays no I, I when we watched it i'm like i wonder if somebody did that today and <laughs> be taken well or just i don't like know. refused It'd have to be a period piece, evidently, because now you have to do a, a newscast. You have, to have, you have to Johnny Exposition, yeah. Dracula in London prowling the streets with his top hat looked like Jack the Ripper. Huh. You I think was that like, was used in maybe, that way? Maybe, because Jack the Ripper was a thing, you know, around these times. Mm-hmm. So... That was my, I was like, huh, well, what if Jack, well, like, what if this is somebody, this is somebody, I feel like the writer's saying, like, Jack the Ripper is Dracula, and that's why we've never caught him, and that's why we don't know who he is, because he just disappears in the mist. Hmm. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, yeah, but that's maybe. What, that was my perception. I do notice uh, the tale of Dracula being Vlad the Impaler is not mentioned Nowhere in this to be found. at all. Hmm. No. Uh, they definitely mention that in the Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman one. He's got the suit. It starts off with that, yeah. Yeah. But no, I guess that. Yeah. This is the, just count. The like, book is obviously a much bigger story. It is, and it's I guess much more, much more in depth. Whereas I, I guess they even told when Carl Lemley was getting writers together to put this together, they were like. You're crazy to cram this into a, 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 a movie. Yeah. yeah, this this won't work. I mean, because I don't even know how long the stage play was, but it definitely had to be longer than eighty five minutes. Yeah, it, I think it was about three hours. Yeah, so, but I don't know if there was any of the. I it, don't know if there was any of the Vlad the Impaler stuff. It's kind of crazy that this just happened to work yeah. with that in mind. I mean, we see lots of adaptions from books. I mean, Especially look, at this time, yeah, and they they worked, but I don't know. The biggest one I always think about uh, as far as like a film that is popular and was a success, even though it was a complete bastardization of the novel, is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff they cut out. I mean, that book is like almost a thousand pages, and they shove it all in two hours. Yeah, like, it was like that's a long movie in itself, though. So because part. Uh, Seven, The Deathly Hollows, right? That mm-hmm. book is shorter than Goblet of Fire, but we got two movies. Yeah. 
uh, every time Carfax Abbey was said, all I could think of was Carfax one eight hundred Carfax. Like <laughs> I was like, God damn it! <laughs> Who we were waiting for the Carfax Carfax yeah, to show up? Show that Carfax. <laughs> I kept thinking I was like, did that? Did he say castle? And I'm just not hearing it right. It wasn't until I think uh, they're at the play and he inter- introduces himself to the the doctor, and the doctor says Carfax. I was like, okay, that it was definitely Carfax. <laughs> Professor Van Helsing. Now, I don't remember much. I don't remember Van Helsing ever being a professor. I always I always remember him as just the vampire hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm, professor makes sense. I might as well use it. it uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it. I guess it m- makes sense for the context of the movie because otherwise, why would he be here? Sure. I mean, there's only been two deaths. Yeah. But they're the exact same, so he's involved here he's figuring this out and i feel like detective is a better better word but i don't know i just thought it was interesting and i didn't know i didn't know if you guys knew if that was a thing in the novel or if i have no idea okay but i liked it i like that it's it's fun to have in a 1931 movie the scientist who's willing to not do science look into the supernatural stuff as yeah. a possibility and uh have the pushback from dr steward yeah or seward he pushed back a little bit john was yeah. the one who majorly pushed back yeah that's he's true. just a young dumb kid uh van helsing's acting though was quite i found him to be probably the most stiff actor especially when really? dracula addresses him twice and he just <laughs> just nods. Head, yeah, just nods like, <laughs> okay, and then, okay, like he didn't even come alive. I don't feel like that actor the thing, came. Al- same thing when uh, I thought Mina's he going was a bit bed. insane. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't feel like he came alive until um, until they, he was driving right right around the time he was driving the stake in Dracula's heart. I was like, oh, hey, you decided to show up for work today. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I felt like he was the one that was kind I of. I thought sleeping. he was just kind of crazy. But who did show up to work every day, possibly to the wrong set, was Martin. God, I <laughs> loved Martin. I was like, did you, did you, did you miss Mary Poppins? That door's like two, two down. Because yeah. he was like, oh yeah, mate, yeah. Like, I mean, he was just so. He was in a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Last name levity. <laughs> yeah, because he was our only comic relief. <laughs> but he was, he was good. But at the same time, it, it took you out because it's like. I don't think you belong here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love when he's saying, and sometimes I have my doubts about uh, you. you. <laughs> and then he like backs up slowly out of sh- out Into of the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what the hell? Speaking, speaking of things going out of frame, did you notice that one of the brides tripped onto the other bride yes. as they were walking out of the frame? <laughs> no, she kind of held her hips and was like, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. She tripped over a gown and like stumbles and like the one behind the it's the one in front who doesn't. Talk about underplayed characters too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, we what saw their. Then? Well, he took them in a box. I mean, he he mentions three boxes. Uh, well, what's in those three boxes? I don't think he, he took them with him. I think the three boxes are for him. Yeah, like, I think they're dirt. You know, they're they're his boxes of dirt. So oh, okay. you know, if he doesn't like, it, he can choose between dirts. You know, but in that in soft dirt, hard dirt. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> so okay, the wolfbane and the soil. Are things that do not exist in the vampire canon today, as most people know it. Um, hmm. I can't think of another vampire movie that's brought up Wolfbane. 
I, I mean, garlic is usually the go-to. And then the soil with the coffin, I've never heard that. That was in Bram Stoker's. Is it? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember that. It is. But I'll take your word for it. I, I mean... I figured it came from... It, it, it makes a little bit of sense. I mean, yeah. yeah, like I've always heard they stay in their coffin. That's why it's always Transylvania. Stay away from the, the light. Right. Stay away from the sunlight, basically. Uh, also interesting, the normal lore of the sunlight now is that it will kill them. Right. Like we've seen that in Countless. most vampire things yes. I think I've ever seen. But... True blood. In this... Blade. He has no mm. power during sunlight right he can walk oh so he can walk around it yeah he just has no power okay this makes more sense because i was like why is he why is he walking i kind of took it as he can't even walk around in it because when he opens the coffin he's asleep no more sun he's out master the sun's gone so i kind of took it as like maybe he i know you're not awake but the sun is gone yeah there's that and at the end where he's stomping away at this coffin and he's not waking up so i no. kind of took it as like he he can't he's yeah, like he's have, asleep during they have daytime. to go to ground yeah i was gonna say the dirt kind of makes a little bit of sense in the fact that he's the undead so he's sent back to the earth as dead would be right i can see that we have our first recorded uh stranger with candy case did you guys catch oh, that? Oh, yeah, I did catch the, the it the first time I watched it. The woman offering candy to children, and they're disappearing. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I heard that. That's all I could think. It was like, stranger danger. Yeah, and then Mina. I don't know. Mina was another weird one. Like, whenever she went into her trance, I didn't mind it so much, but she has this weird conversation on in the courtyard with John, and she just says, I can't make him understand like, can you do it, Van Helsing? She doesn't even try. She doesn't even try. She's like, I don't want to. Will yeah. you do it? Because I want to go to bed. It's like, it's like, well, I don't know. It's like, listen, you're the one with the problem, Mina. And all these people are trying to help you. If you do not want to explain the situation, you know, like, you might as well just ask him to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I thought she did good with her, uh, her duality. Uh, later on yeah i mean like later on yes but like whenever it was weird because she got bit but she wasn't in quite in a trance but she Mm -hmm. acted strange yeah yeah she went back and forth yeah so that was was interesting i i'm assuming like maybe it was just kind of like trying to illustrate the hold he might have on her Mm -hmm. uh growing stronger and whatnot now i'm curious kindle yes did you think he was gonna kill her like before we find out she's not in the box did you think she was in there and he's he's gonna stake her well he he initially asked for the stake didn't he for both of them yeah yeah he says go find me something to stake uh, a stock or a stick or a rock or something to drive the stake into their hearts their hearts yeah he's gonna kill her yeah see i was watching it and i'm like Wait, is John just like fine with this? At I was this gonna, point? He seemed really okay with it. He's like, he's well, like, I guess. He like stands like, there for a second and then he's like, okay, I'll go find my. And then he looks back. All right. John boy. Then he goes back and yeah. he keeps looking. And I guess he was fine with it at that point. Maybe he thought that's how he saves her soul. I don't know. But I mean, I, I think if, if somebody that I love dearly, my wife told me that. Um, I can't make you understand, but this stranger's going to tell you, and I'm not even going to try to be like, <laughs> guess what? 
<laughs> they got an awesome sell at Atwoods on steaks today. <laughs> I bought them all. And I called Everett. He's bringing a rock. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we get the most. I don't know. I felt like the ending was really anticlimactic. I hate the ending. Like he yeah. he, he kills him and it's like ah, sleeping. Ah, like that's, that's all it? we get. That's the whole thing. Yeah, the funny thing is uh, censorship took place a few years, like 1944, I believe. Yeah. Because King Kong came out in 33. Oh, sorry, 33. So the 34 censorship took place, and uh, they cut out, like, most of his scream because it was too dark or too too disturbing, I, I guess. This is restored, though, right? Yeah. It's not disturbing at all. No, like, it it's, is. It's, it's like what did they hear before? Long. Was it just like thump and like, oh, <laughs> I guess uh, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, I thought, okay, that's interesting. But maybe they had interesting choice. Paul Rubens came I, back from the future. Because we watched like, <laughs> King Kong earlier this year and watched that, and I read some of the stuff that was cut, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense because yeah. some of that was disturbing, but. <laughs> Ah, ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, we can't have that, and we can't have kids seeing that <laughs> or hearing, hearing that. that. Which I mean, kids did go to this. I mean, yeah, it and was, they advertised it, it to bring your whole family. This was going to be something for everyone. Some of it because this was so early uh, with audio, a lot of the theaters weren't prepared for that yet, and right. so they actually made this also as a silent film mm-hmm. with the words attached to it and. Lots of people saw it that way. It's interesting. Yeah, I think I, this would be a very weird movie to see because there's a lot of dialogue. <laughs> In parts, but there's a lot of empty parts too of there no are. dialogue. Like when we first run into – from when we first see Dracula mm-hmm. coming out of his tomb and then all the way till Renfield gets off of the horse, horse and – goes into the new buggy it didn't bother i mean i don't know i didn't notice it didn't bother me uh mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the italian horror stuff kind of like suspiria in a way has a lot of emptiness like that where it's just it relies so much on the soundtrack mm-hmm. um to get you through it or just like strange visual yeah no soundtrack here to help no not at all nope so. yeah which i guess mostly unless you count the static fuzz throughout the entire movie well, I mean, that's what happens when you restore a film this old. I would have, I think, I, I think it'd be really cool to go back and rescore it. It has been done. Really? It was done for why the. Have we, why the did we not watch that one? VHS in the nineties. It's not available now. Uh, I'm sure you can find it. I mean, it might have been. Re- I think it might have been redone for DVD. Yeah. The the same score that was made in the nineties by Philip Glass in 1998. Hmm. To say anything about what it's available on? Uh, Universal's DVD releases allow the viewer to choose between the unscored soundtrack or the glass score. Oh, see, yeah. I'd be I'd be willing to watch that. Which I, I guess a lot of it was just the technology wasn't available to score an entire movie, like to put it, add it onto the soundtrack. It was just too difficult i guess sound mixing wasn't wasn't what it is today yeah and so we only get those three songs and they open the movie and they close the movie yeah and then we have the two at the uh the theater oh that's right there's one in the theater i was gonna say speaking of the dialogue 
I noticed this there's this little I don't really know what you call it but it's a trope that's used in not necessarily only horror movies more so like I'd almost say spy thrillers I notice it in where somebody mentions something involving a character and then that character is mentioned unrelated to the subject matter so they're observing Mina's bites and John says what could have caused them professor and then the housemaid says Count Dracula yeah and I was like I wonder if that's this is the first movie that introduced that it could have been it probably was actually if you think about it how old it is it makes sense yeah I mean I, I don't know if it was in books before that but I was like I've seen that so many times, so many times in yes. other movies, and I wonder if this is the movie that kicked it off, and other people were like, "I want to do that." Yeah, and then it even got used in comedies. Mm-hmm. Austin so. Powers most famously. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Lakosi only played Dracula once more? Out of all the Dracula films they made, he only played him once more. D- Did he not come back for a sequel, Daughter came- of Dracula? Nope. Oh, okay. There's a stand-in. You only see him from the back. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it would have been uh, Abbott and Costello and meet Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, but he did do a film called Return of the Vampire, which is considered to be the true sequel to Dracula because most of the, the writers and the crew came back for it, and they just changed Dracula to uh, Arm- Armand Tesla and doc- slash Dr. Hugo Bruckner. Hmm. Um, and Bella also played Igor and Frankenstein's monster in the Universal horror films. Universal just didn't want him back to play Dracula because they didn't like, like there was tension between him and the studio and they just were not, yeah, were not I've, happy about his performance. I've never seen the son of Dracula, but, or sorry, the son of Frankenstein, but uh, I saw some of the footage of his mm-hmm. performance and it's really good as Igor. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's known as like his best performance. He does by this time he's better at English, and he's not doing his Hungarian accent like yeah. that he does in all of his movies. Right. He's it's his own or a diff, completely different character than what he's always playing. He was the Frankenstein monster, and Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because there is a lot of resentment between him and Boris Karloff mm-hmm. like for the long time because they did a pair Boris Karloff together, was like the big thing yeah in the monster world and yeah they did do a couple of films together and Black that Cat. was kind of like it relieved tension because they got to know each other a little bit yeah I have a whole book actually about their relationship wow yeah I'd love to read that if I would get around to reading something if he read anything ever <laughs> I, I liked it. It was not my favorite film, uh, but I liked it. And I was, I was just, it's kind of like last night we saw Suspiria and I was grinning ear to ear most of the time. Cause I was like, this is so awesome. And like, I've been waiting for this and getting myself hyped up for this since last year to do these universal monster films. So I was just like, from like the first second I was grinning and having a good time. I really enjoyed it. And I, it's not, it's not a perfect film. It's uh, it's a good film. It's not a great film, but yeah. I I had a lot of uh, critics fun. love it. Yeah, it's at ninety one percent on the tomato meter, Kindle. Of this, <laughs> yeah. No. But you're of one of the probably of the eighteen percent of audiences who don't who gave it a bad review. 
sure it was fine for 1930. So would you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I don't know. Oh, wow. Thumbs in the middle? Just sideways with um, your you turn two... sideways because you mean business. Yeah, <laughs> the two pointed fingers out like I'm going to shoot you. So that's what I have to what say. What about you, Everett? What did you... I love it. Yeah. I, I how, mean, how many I... times have you seen this? You know, I'm going to have to probably go through this You didn't this talk month. about that thing you were... You were you watched i'll mention it i'll have to probably go through this month with the exception of frankenstein maybe i'm not sure where i'm gonna land not not the frankenstein but with the rest writing down my movies this year that i'm watching i have the list of rewatched 2017 and new i have that same list or yes. what's it called new uh, discoveries new discoveries and I feel like most of these are going to line land on the new discoveries list because even though I've probably seen all these, I haven't seen them all in full. Oh, okay. Uh, and Dracula, I don't think I'd seen the whole thing. Yeah. I probably got probably would watch parts of this when it was on TV or when my dad get was watching bored. or his friend. Yeah, and I'd get bored and go play with Seth. Yeah, bop it. Bop it to Seth. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> so what were you watching that ties into this so what i was watching one of the funner features on the blu-ray and one of the funner parts about the universal monsters latin people were really into this type of stuff uh -huh. like the macabre and all that and talkies they were really stoked for that mm -hmm. but dubbing was not a thing yet or were you not watching the spanish version a knowledge so yeah, they filmed the entire movie, the entire movie in with with Spanish people. After the English actors would come in, film, and then right after that, the Spanish actors would come in on the same sets and film it all all night long. Yeah, right. like it they like they'd the watch the footage, and no, it's not the same actors. So I, they have this on the Dracula DVD or the Blu-ray, and I watched. I started it. I got 30 finish. minutes in. It was interesting to see. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's not shot like, for shot. It's, no, not shot for shot. They do a, a few different sh shots, that's for sure. But it is word for word for word. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I noticed, um, the actress who plays Mina, they have on the Blu-ray. You can watch the movie or watch it with the introduction from her. Oh, okay she was saying how she would watch the dailies from the English actors and she'd say I'd see the actress who played Mina and she's like in full cover but then they'd give me my wardrobe and I like have cleavage right and uh, that was I guess the main difference was the wardrobe was more Sexual. sexy no rude yeah well do we want to talk about favorite scenes my favorite scene is. Just Man. kidding. Um, I don't. You know, I really like the standoff between Van Helsing and Dracula. Right there, when he reveals the like his reflection in the mirror, that was a cool scene. No, not that scene. Oh, okay. I mean that. Yeah, that, that is fun. When you meet but him. I was talking about when we find out that Van Helsing has a strong will. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's really yeah quiet and interesting we get that 
Because really, through the whole movie, we don't really find out that he has hypnosis powers until that scene. That's not right. true. I mean, we it's implied. Yeah. It's so but implied. He, he telepathically well, I guess talks he to tells, that dude. He tells that one lady, like, you will do this and not remember a word I That's say. That's true. So... And then she's but, like, but we don't Nye. see it necessarily. We don't see it like this. this is, we see the battle of will. Yeah, this here he says, "Oh, you have a strong will." But oh, I, what I was going to say, it seems obvious to you probably because you know the lore of vampires. Yeah, Whereas in also... 1931, these people were like, "What is going on?" He told people that considered lady what this to do, a mystery and movie. He back telepathically then. talked to that one guy. But yeah, I really like that scene. I'm sure there. I mean, I liked all the Renfield stuff, I like but I could. I That's can't mine. choose between my Renfields. <laughs> I just like his craziness. Actually, I can. Do it. I because I was trying to think of a Renfield, but I was like, oh, I'll just go with the standoff. My favorite Renfield is when he's talking about the rats. Mm, yeah, my favorite scene is probably. Can I pick the welcome? I like the welcoming scene as well. Uh-huh. That's probably my favorite too, but. Since she picked that, I'm gonna say. Wait, what, uh, I wish scene? his wives would have like molested him or something, though. Oh, when he's when they're talking in the when they castle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'm Dracula. Yeah. I like the the reflection scene mm-hmm. where they realize that. Which I mean, that was a cool thing because back Dracula works well because back then we didn't have special effects. But guess what? We could just remove you from the frame and, and look over here. And okay, it's now, okay. Uh, hide behind the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do kind of like the thought of that, like, in the theater, like, in 1931, seeing. So it shows him Whoa. looking. He, he looks at the mirror, like, three or four times. Right. But looking at the first time, and people are like, oh, what? And then the second time, they're like, where is he? Yeah. He's not in the mirror. <laughs> that, yeah. And then they start running out of the theater. That's, and the yeah, women that's, are fainting. How did he do that? <laughs> Yo, I bet that's how. I bet that's what some people thought back then. Like they didn't quite understand how film worked. I mean, two years later, that that those King Kong stuff made people run out of King the theater Kong, too. They're like, King, "There's King, a giant King gorilla Kong. climbing on the buildings. How did they do this? It uh, must be real." You sound like Jerry coming Seinfeld. to a city <laughs> near you. It is Jerry Seinfeld. He's that old. Hey guys, thanks once again for joining us for Geek Cinema Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe. Uh, If you use Android devices, subscribe on your podcast app. That would be great. And then you can join us next week for Frankenstein. We're also going to, ourselves, we're going to watch Frankenstein and The Bride of Frankenstein so we can discuss each of them in the one podcast because we're only doing five or six episodes this month so we're doing all the important stuff if you also want to go over to facebook and like us at facebook.com slash geek cinema pod and follow us on twitter at geek cinema um we'd love to chat and talk about movies with you uh tell us if you thought kindle was crazy tell us if you agree and you don't love Dracula, but you're into the other movies, I don't know. Let us know about yourself. We'd love to get to know you. And go to geeksandmopod.com to see all of our back catalog. And we will see you next week. Bada bing, bada boom.